0: As with many things in life, empathy is not really black and white. I mean, some people have it, some people don't, some people learn it, some people can't. But what about the people that have empathy, but for only a select few? Let's talk about those instances where we sometimes feel empathy for specific people, but we don't have that same empathy for others. Welcome back to another episode of Relatively Normal. I am your host, Mark Paysant. As always, if this is your first time listening. Welcome. If you've been with me since day one, I appreciate it. If you listen a few times, I appreciate you too. As always, you can go to anchor.fm, search for Relatively Normal, hit that money button, and become a paid subscriber, a paid supporter, for as little as 99 cents a month. Come on. Can't beat that. 99 cents a month. But I digress. It is November, which means a few things. means football season is ramping up. We got teams in the middle of playoff hunts. We got college teams looking to get in the college football playoffs. We got cool weather. You know, here in Georgia, we've been hitting the 40s and the 50s, had to pull out the big jackets. We have the crowning of a new... World Series champion in my Atlanta Braves. Big up to the Braves. Congratulations. Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albies, Jock Peterson, Adam Duvall, Solaire. The the list goes on and on. So congrats to my boys. They pulled it out. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about the Houston Astros because I have personal feelings about that, but it is what it is. And also it means it is Men's Health Awareness Month. And I will have my good friend, John Heffelbauer back on the show next week to talk about that. By the way, the show I did with John um, back uh, season three, actually my highest listened to show of all time. So good to have him back. Great guy, gonna have a great conversation. But today we're gonna talk about Why we have empathy for some, but not for others. And I think you know what I mean. I think you understand what I'm saying. Those situations we can all, I think we we can all remember or think about the situations where someone in our life or someone in public did something and we immediately had empathy for them. Oh, I know exactly what that feels like. Oh, we, we have to help them out. I know what it's like to be in their shoes. We have to give them another chance. And then the flip side of that is when someone we know or someone we see in public does something, and we ask ourselves, why would you put yourself in that situation? I could never imagine. Why would they do that? Come on, we got to be better. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, like I say always, I'll be honest with you, this show is for me as much as it is for you. I have a lot of empathy in my heart for, for most people. For a lot of people, I'm over-empathetic. But I have more empathy for black people than I do for others. That's just the God's honest truth. When I see a black person in a time of need or a black person do something wrong or a black person fail at something... I immediately think, I know what it's like to be there. I wanna help them, I wanna help them succeed. Man, it's gotta be tough to be where they are. I put myself in their shoes because guess what? I am black. But on the flip side, I have more empathy in my heart for women than I do men, I just do. Whenever I see a woman that's down or going through something, I do a better job of trying to put myself in their shoes than I do for a male counterpart. And if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, that's wrong. Mark just told on himself, you know, how could he do this? That's ridiculous. Listen, I can understand that point, but we have to understand there's a big difference. I understand this. I notice this. I know this about myself. I have internal conversations with myself about why do I give this person empathy and this other person not so much. Perfect example, and I know in today's political climate, today's very divisive climate, we see a lot of political figures getting caught up in scandals. One thing we do see a lot in the news is police-related shootings. Whether justified or unjustified, what do we always hear a lot of times from other police officers when one of their own is involved in a police-related shooting? And again, whether justified or unjustified, I'm not a you know, judge or jury or executioner on this. We hear, oh, you don't know how hard it is to do this job. You don't know what it's like to be put in that situation. It's life or death. You know, You just don't understand what they're going through. totally valid points totally valid points but when it's reversed and the person involved in the shooting is, is not a police officer we rarely hear from anybody really but from another police officer oh you don't know what it's like to be in that situation it's a life or death situation you can't understand what it's like to be in that And again, I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm not saying, you know, black and white on this. I'm saying that there's something inside us that determines who we have empathy for. You know, we see a lot of politicized trials. We see a lot of people being put on trial for crimes they commit. And then we have both sides talking about the person on trial. A perfect example, what's actually going on right now. You know, we have the trial for the killers of Mart Aubrey going on. And then we have the Kyle Rittenhouse trial going on. So this is a young man that... Traveled to a protest and ended up uh, shooting and killing two people, two black. He's a white man and killed two two black people. And we we could dive a little deeper into this and talk about the you know the gun laws, you know who bought him the gun, like the Second Amendment stuff. We could do that, but I, I don't feel like really getting there. What I do want to talk about is. The type of empathy that people are showing for this trial. On one side, and I'm just being, you know, I'm keep 100, I'm, I'm just being real. On one side, we have a mostly white crowd. That is saying, this boy, he is a boy. I'm sorry, he's a boy. I think he was 17 when he came into this. Young man, whatever you want to call he had every right to do what he did. He was protecting himself. He felt threatened. You don't. You. You just don't understand what it's like to be in that situation. Regardless if he put himself in that situation or not, you just don't understand. On the other side of it, we have people saying, "Why would you put yourself in that situation?" I have no empathy for you. I have zero. You chose to be in that spot. You made your bed. Now sleep in it. And again, I don't want to get too political about this. I don't want to divide the country more than it is. I'm just showing people, showing you, that we pick and choose who we have empathy for. And it's it's really... I don't want people to feel bad about this. Like Again, I don't want people to feel like they're doing something wrong. I mean... First of all, we talked about why some people have empathy and some people lack empathy. I believe empathy is something, you know, that people can build up, people can learn. And remember, when we talk about empathy, there's a huge difference between empathy and sympathy. Like, and I just want you to know, just from from, from the dictionary, just from the dictionary, empathy is a psychological identification with our vicarious experience of the feelings, thoughts, or attitudes of another. So think about that, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it one more time. The psychological identification with or vicarious experiencing of the feelings, thoughts, or attitudes of another. So what does that tell us? From a just a baseline experience, we empathize with those who've lived our experiences. We empathize with those who look like us. And we empathize with those people that we can actually see in their experiences. So it makes sense that as a black man, I would empathize more with black people. That makes sense. Then on top of that, I empathize more with women than I do men. And I think the reason is is fairly simple but complex at the same time. Don't you just hate when people say stuff like that? Oh, it's (laughs) when people give you a a yes or no question, and you know, the answer is well, well, it's kind of a little bit of both. Like, no, I (laughs) want so it's simple but complex. We live in a world especially America that is difficult to navigate for women sometimes. Like this country is not always sympathetic or empathetic to the plight of women. I mean and it's just I mean I've had women on the show talk about it but the fact that we don't have mandated time off for women after they give birth. You know, you see what's happening in Texas with the abortion law. We, it seems like we, we just don't really care about women a lot of times in this country. And if that makes you upset, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. Mark Paisant said that a lot of the laws and a lot of the mandates in America are not friendly to women. I said it. If you don't like it, listen, I don't care. But that's kind of why I empath- uh, why I empathize and sympathize with them. It's like, man, why do we why do we treat the women the way we treat them? Like why don't we believe that women know what's right for their own bodies? I really feel that if men in this country had the same experiences or same responsibilities that women do. Like, if listen, if men carry the babies instead of women in this country, I mean, there would be a year mandated for time off. Birth control will be given out at the, at the dollar store. I really feel that way. And I really feel, so that's why I empathize with them more than I do with men. That's just that's just what it is. So uh, it's it's not that it's not that thinking these ways is bad. I think being in denial of our feelings is bad. That's where we get into trouble. Again, thinking that yeah. It, and we see it all the time in the news there'll be a black person and a white person will commit the same crime and a jury I'm holding up air quotes a jury of their peers will hand down a harsher sentence to the person of color versus the white person as a country we have more empathy for white people than we do for black people you might not like it you might turn off this show cool, go ahead and do it. It's not my job to, <laughs> to make you believe what I believe, but I'm just I'm just keeping it 100, like I said. But I want you to think about it, and I want us to talk about it a little bit more. What can we do? Because I kind of want to tell you about what I've done in my life, and I've kind of talked about it before, about the empathy. Think about it. If you work in retail, if you work in customer service, How much more empathy do you have for someone when they can't pay for something or they need more assistance when they look like you or when they don't look like you? So after the quick break, after the ad, we'll come back and we'll talk about our empathy and how it changes and how we kind of have a little more empathy for those that look like us versus those that don't. And again, I don't want you to feel bad about this I just want you to work on it. Welcome back to the show, and I did mean to mention this, I have empathy for anyone that has started a new fitness routine, that has started their fitness journey, started to get back in shape. I started with a personal trainer last week, and I've barely been able to lift my arms. I am so extremely sore, but shout out to all the people who've decided to, to get in shape, I'm not going to say get in shape, you know, that's for the people who decided to start their fitness journey, Um, and I know how hard those first few weeks are, the soreness, the uh, lack of motivation sometimes, the questioning, why am I doing this, all those things, so big up to you, I'm there with you, I have a lot of empathy, and don't do it, I'm going to say this, don't do it because you're comparing your body or your life to someone else's do it but do it for yourself do it because you just want to look and feel better do it because you just want to be healthier and don't forget while you're going through your physical fitness journey to take care of your mental health too you know mental health is health. Taking care of your mental is what health care is for. Make sure you incorporate meditation, mindfulness, stress relief, all that stuff when you're doing your physical fitness journey. So back to what we're talking about. Again, we're talking about why we have empathy for certain people or certain groups and not ourselves. I want to tell you right now that there is um, there's a lot going on in this country, especially racial, sexual, gender things that are going on. A lot of us are frightened by things that we don't know or don't understand, and a lot of us, for some reason, I mean, for I think for some for obvious reasons, when we don't understand somebody's plight, we don't understand why people do the things they do we immediately shut down and just talk badly or think badly of them. When we see a young black mother, single black mother, on welfare or using WIC or not being able to support her family, and this is a general general thing but when we see this a lot of us think well she put herself in that situation she should know better why should i help her why should i even think about helping her why should I, she did this to herself but a lot of times when we see the same thing with another color person with another racial race person with with a young white woman oh you know we just don't understand her situation we need to help her that young mother Oh, she's just gotten, you know, dealt some bad hands in life. We really need to be there for her. If this is hitting home for a few people listening to this, if this is really hitting home and you feel really awkward right now that Mark might be, you know, seeing through your eyes or like, that is okay. Don't feel bad. Again, this isn't, the purpose of this isn't to make you feel bad. It's to help you start understanding that our thoughts can be remedied. But it's hard. It's difficult. And I'm going to give you a real-life example. And, again, looking back on my life, ruminating on, on what I've done in my past, is not always great, a little awkward sometimes. But I remember working in customer service right out of out of college, right out of school. And I had to deal with customers all day, multiple customers all day. I won't say what company I work for, but to use our services, of course, you need to have a credit card and we need to take deposits on your credit card, take, you know, um, security deposits. And being young... I felt really comfortable with most white people coming in and giving me their credit card. And if for some reason one declined, I I still just felt fine with it. Most black people I was cool with, but whenever, and I worked in a very transient part of the country, I was up in the Northern Virginia, Washington, DC area, just a melting pot of America, you know. Indian, Middle Eastern, African, European, South American, all types of people, Asian, all types of people in that part of the country. But whenever a Hispanic person came in, especially a Spanish-speaking one, and they had issues with their credit cards or they had issues with coming up with the funds, I a lot of times had a different reaction to them. I didn't have as much empathy for them as I did for other cultures and other people that walked in to my branch. And at the time, you know, 22, 23 years old, I was, I was totally cool with the way I thought because I figured that's, you know, I, I have to be harder, I have to protect myself, I have to protect the company because, quote unquote, another air quotes, these people... Are trying to get by. They they don't have the means to this. I'm not, again, I'm not proud of this moment. I'm not happy with myself, but it is what it is. That's how I thought at the time. In looking back, when I often look back at my life, I wonder why I thought like that. You know, growing up in the South, the Hispanic population were very hardworking, and you would see them a lot on the corners trying to get work at Home Depot, trying to be day laborers, doing And the funny part about it is that they would do anything for their family to succeed. They would do anything to make sure their kids had a better life. They would do anything to make sure their kids didn't didn't have to wait on the corner looking for odd jobs to make ends meet. They work their asses off. And looking back to think I had the audacity to think this person couldn't be trusted is ridiculous. I finally realized it. I realized it in my life. And I understood that that one, that was absolutely horrible to think that way. But it was racist too. Absolutely racist. And so I did something about it. I started to try to understand people better. I started to give people more people the benefit of the doubt. I started to overcompensate whenever I got those feelings in my head, whenever I got those feelings running through my mind. I would stop and ask myself a very simple question. Mark, why do you feel this way? Mark, why are you thinking these racist thoughts? And I started to overcompensate by helping them a little bit more than I help others. Giving them more help, more assistance than I would other people. I overcompensated. And I still do to this day. Because, again, I worked on myself. I worked on who I gave empathy to. How would that look like for you? What would you have to do to get to that spot? If you're a white woman and you see a black male going through something, what would it take for you to say, I don't know what he's going through, but I understand how it can be frustrating and I want to have empathy for that person. As a black person, as an Asian person, when you see a Native American going through something, what would it take for you to get to a part where you're like, to a point where you're saying, I don't know what it's like to walk in their shoes, but I can understand how what they're going through can be frustrating. I know how I would feel if I was in that position. And again, there's not there's not an all, there's there's not a, a, a just a specific thing i can tell you that would make you get to that spot but there are some simple things you can do to possibly help the first is to talk to people communication is key whatever you don't understand why not have the conversation and again i will say this it is not a good idea just to walk up to a random black person to walk up to a random Asian person, to walk up to just a random person and say, hey, I don't know much about you, but I want to have more empathy to your plight. Tell me what's what, what, I, what am I doing wrong? Don't do that. But, you know, if you have friends, if you have people that you are comfortable with, if you have coworkers, if you have a blended family, which is multiracial, if you have an aunt or a cousin who's in a mixed-race relationship or is in a same-sex relationship, have you ever thought about talking to them about what they go through? Have Have you ever thought about talking to them about how you can be a better ally? And when I mean talk, I mean listen really listen in those things that you're not comfortable with those things that you don't agree with don't worry about your comfortability or agreeing with it or any of that just listen and take it back with you and really just really live in it for a little while just take it And think about it. Write your feelings down. Have multiple conversations. Just marinate in that discussion. And continue to ask yourself, why is it so hard for me to have empathy for this person, but not for this other person? And the way I'm talking, it's not easy. It's really not easy. I, you know growing up in the south and growing going to schools in the south you know during the 80s and 90s and early 2000s gay rights was was not even really thought of and the things i heard and possibly said the things i heard about homosexuals and gay people lesbians gays let's not even talk about transsexuals because people just didn't talk about it back then or if they did it was a very you know in very demeaning ways growing up it made sense that i had specific thoughts about gay people but you know what i did i started to meet a lot more of them I started to talk and befriend a lot of them. And I learned a lot. I learned that a lot of the things they go through are just like the things I go through. A lot of the issues they deal with are just like the things I deal with. And when we throw out this word ally or allyship, you know what a lot of that has to deal with? Empathy. Empathy for the plight and the experiences that other people go through. Empathy that anti-Semitism, the racism, the sexism that other people go through. It's not simple, but it could be as simple as empathy. Understanding that people's experiences mold them people's experience experiences change them and that someone's experience might not be the same as your own but there's still experiences that change and mold them they go through things that shape their mind if you're black and one of your white friends grew up in the South, in the 70s and 80s, they may have feelings about black people. They may have feelings about black people living in poverty. But that doesn't mean you can't become a part of their experience. That doesn't mean that you can't help them have more empathy for you. Vice versa. Same thing that they can do for you. So, again, to get to the bottom of this, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have different amounts of empathy for certain people versus others. I'm just saying think about it. Think about the why behind it. Think about your experiences that led you to this. Think about the friends you have and the circles you keep and the family members you have and why you may think the way you think. Is it natural? Is it productive? Does it help? Is it worth probably looking into? For me, it was. For me, it definitely was because I was hanging on to this level of of discernment, this level of hate for reasons unknown. And that may have caused me to be over-empathetic in my present life. And remember, sometimes it is what it is, but what if it is what it isn't? I understand that makes no sense, but I figured I'd try to use it. I figured I'd try to use it. So, I implore you, have those conversations. Do some research. Do a lot of listening. Think about empathy and what it means to you. Think about why you want others to have empathy for you. I just think This world would be a better place and people would be better people if we just really looked at ourselves first and thought about the feelings we have for others. But as always, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And I'll talk to you later. Normal is written, produced, and edited by me, Mark Paisant. And as always, if you or someone you know is in crisis, please contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255.